0: some afternoon yeah
1: all right well, let's do this i guess let's we're do gonna it. do this i
0: like the party sip of the white claw mm-hmm. we are back yeah. episode 10 number 10 oh i'm number 10 now your number episode 10. number
1: 10 <laughs> yes but definitely the most important episode what has been the most popular episode to date
0: uh, the most mm. popular episode was the the first one because i think people were getting in to check it out it was kale yeah. henderson it was talking about like venue relationships which is pretty important but i also think I think half of it's because Cale Henderson's a really cool guy. I was yeah. gonna
1: say he has like puts a picture of a kid's bike on Facebook <laughs> and gets twenty thousand
2: likes. That's true, yeah. I was waiting for that.
0: <laughs> he has half that everything Cale Henderson does touch is is gold, but also Correct. half that people are like, what the hell is this podcast all about?
3: Exactly. <laughs> Check it out. Exactly. I hate it.
0: <laughs> Technology's bad. <laughs> but uh, here we are, Corey Talbot of the Pork Tornadoes. Also of Town Crier.
1: Oh, wow. Yes. Anything else currently that you're in? Not currently. Currently. I've, I've been trying to quit. Cut down. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we
0: did an AJ. I think I told you about this. We'll show it to you in secret, but okay. it's on private and YouTube. We did a uh, an intervention episode. We okay. did a fake inter- intervention, full-blown, like, 45-minute episode <laughs> about Corey being a bandaholic. <laughs> and we, like, we did everything to a T, like the TV show. Starts off, like, really hectic and oh my god what the hell's going on and then it yes. reverts to the happy times and it was
1: it was, it was awesome and i'd love to show it to everybody but um i have an important job now and uh <laughs> that just can't be public really it
2: can't jeopardize yeah uh, he know, was a bandaholic i
1: i used to play in uh probably like nine vans uh half it's because i love playing the other half was because i was super poor and <laughs> needed money to and live Couldn't say no <laughs> uh but yeah, I mean, both original, cover, all kinds Everything, of things. Everything, anything. Yeah. You okay. could literally go
0: to Corey and be like, hey man, I'm starting a, a Metallica cover band. He'd be like, I'm in. And wow. actually,
1: probably the real reason I was in that many bands when it comes down to it is is because me and like two other dudes play bass.
0: <laughs> that's actually pretty true. You've got one of them sitting in that's the room, and that's yeah. literally yeah. it. That's why AJ's in 10 that's, bands probably right. right now too, right? Yeah.
1: Well, I'm trying to
0: get
2: into more, yes. so. <laughs>
0: Well, of course, we got co-host A.J. Vans of Wolfpack Productions and yes. Wolf Den Wears yes. in the house. Absolutely. He's always, as always, providing the original uh, band pr- perspective mm-hmm. and prerogative. Yes. And I am Mike Schulte, also of the Pork Twenties. In case you haven't noticed, I like to bring my band members in because yeah. I, I know how to talk
2: to them. Well, we've got... To, we're two down. We're two, two down, down now. We've got to get the rest. So we got the rest of them coming.
0: <laughs> well, this episode is going to be insane because literally uh, I've had a lot of people asking about this one. Yeah. About... Booking shows, contracts, negotiations—I don't really even know where to start when it comes to that stuff because I think there's so much detail I- involved in this, and there's so much unique situations. But I'm going to start just to warm you up.
2: Yeah, it gets another little bit of a taboo situation, kind of like yeah. when you are talking about money and stuff Absolutely. like that. It's like another taboo yes. subject to j- dive into. I think it's important. So let's
0: warm Corey up. Let's yeah. just give him a warm-up question. Who's your favorite band in Cedar Rapids? Just quit. Just kidding. That's not a. That's not the question. It's not a warm-up.
1: <laughs> How did you get? In, how did you get into uh, playing music? Uh, I was watching Nirvana unplugged in New York when I was in high school, and I thought it was amazing. And my dad like went and was like rustling around in the attic, and uh, he brought down this acoustic guitar and uh, got it tuned up. Like they didn't have the YouTube then. He had some like pitch pipe or something that I'd never seen before. <laughs> tuned it up and then started playing along to. Uh, Unplugged in New York, and I was like, this is the coolest thing I've literally ever seen. <laughs> and I was like, I-, I want a guitar. And he's like, ah, I actually just got this out because uh, your cousin needed it for a project. So I told him he could have it already. I yep. was like, but dad, I want one. And so being the awesome parent he was, he uh, got me one for my birthday.
0: Now we're talking an electric guitar. Yes. yes of uh, Six strings.
1: Yes. I used to be an electric guitar player.
0: But why were you forced into bass guitar? Because it never, no one actively chooses bass guitar. You generally it's, get forced into it's it. Really it,
1: rare. It was is interesting for me because my dad actually had a Rickenbacker four hundred and one bass um, that was at my uncle's, and I had just gotten to college, and I was trying to get in bands. Obviously, you know, I was a pretty good Rockstar. guitar star player. Um, shred. I was like shred. It, metal Corey metal Ken boy. actually
0: shreds and metal. It's hilarious. <laughs> and, and,
1: uh, uh, <laughs> I, c- I couldn't find any band Everybody was like yeah we got guitar players. we have yeah, four we guitar players and, and i have kept remembering my dad was telling me about this bass he had all the time and i was like i can do that that's gonna be easy
0: yeah you and just play the
1: notes right? yeah, yeah yeah and so i i begged and pleaded my dad and he went and got got that bass for me and uh the rest is history i guess i <laughs> barely play guitar anymore <laughs> and and prefer bass now actually i hated it at first though well, I absolutely hated it at first.
0: But think about being a bass player. Like like Jerry will always say in Port Tornadoes too. Like if he if his kid wants to play music, he will push him towards keys or bass. Oh, because everybody plays drums and guitar true. and sings. Yep, but it's absolutely. like it,
1: it's so hard to find a solid bass player, especially if they can sing. Especially if they can sing. Exactly, Which is not easy. And I'm still not good at it.
0: <laughs> what do you say? Like when. When Corey tells Mason what note he's playing, Mason has to say
1: happy or sad, you
0: know, because a bass is just a note where the guitar is like, is it happy or sad? What are we doing here?
1: It's, it's so funny too. I used to be such a theory junkie and we, I've just played with so many different kinds of bands that have not used theory that it just, it doesn't even matter anymore. You know? Yeah. So I, I just, it's just all by ear now.
3: Yeah.
0: So have you always had kind of like the bass guitar, have you always had a passion for like the booking? aspect of the bands you in you know how people fall into yeah like this is what you do in a band like have you always been the booking guy i think
1: it, it kind of was a combination of two things um my old man's an attorney so he's always been kind of like you know guiding me in the proper way to make a deal um he's really good at you know teaching me how to shake hands and kiss babies and yeah. negotiate in the proper way and mm-hmm. be polite and respectful, but still draw boundaries. And, um, I think that's kind of what led it to led me to it, but I also have a pretty complicated schedule. So it's always been hard for me to have somebody else do it just because of my schedule.
0: Yours is kind of the hardest. So if, if you can book it to fit your schedule, you know, it's going to fit the most everybody else's yeah. schedule.
1: Yeah. Like Mason schedules all the same. Jerry doesn't have a job at best music. Mike uh, is pretty flexible in general, mm-hmm. which is awesome. And I'm extremely jealous. <laughs> you shouldn't be.
0: <laughs> so what are, um, you know, do you think that there should be a contract for everything at this point in this world that we live in um, when it comes to music? If I was
1: starting from scratch. Yeah. Let's, like let's say project, we're starting a
0: brand new band, um, brand new project.
1: Uh Especially, God, you, you can just dice this so many ways because I treat Town Crier much differently than I do Poor Tornadoes. You know, right. originally in cover bands like one one you're in it to win it and make make money, make friends, yeah. and the other one is like your art, your passion, your craft. So you can let some stuff go here and there. But if if I were in general, if I were to start over today, I would contract every single show, yeah, um, and I would start. Right from the beginning. That way, even when you have connections that you're tight with now, they're not offended all of a sudden, like when you've booked 20 shows at X Bar forever. But and then all of a sudden, you're, it's just a okay. I mean, you're like, in. hey, now you gotta sign this. So, yeah. what, what's changed? I don't yeah. get Exactly. It. So, if, if you just start off that way, that's, that's But the don't way you go. think
0: that's going to get tough? Like if if here we go, we us three start a band. And we're like cool. We play power slop, and we're writing our own stuff, and it's amazing. Power slop, power slop, <laughs> power slop. <laughs> yeah, that's for airheads, air right? right yeah, like, okay, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're like a power slop, you know, mainly. <laughs> but let's it. say then we go to Kale Henderson, and we go, hey, we we're going to play at your show. Here's our we're going to play at your bar. Here's our contract. Like, don't you think some venue owners are going to be like?
1: fuck you i'm not signing that absolutely yeah and and you just have to gauge it case by case um you, you know most of the time if it's not a huge show you, you run into a lot less risk too especially if it's not like a festival style show um especially like with with pork tornadoes you know we put on the entire production we contract the the lifts the line array the lights the video wall We've got staff yeah and mm-hmm. and i mean that incurs a lot of risk so yeah. you know obviously there you're gonna be like well you have a contract or else we're not gonna do it whereas like if it was kale henderson and tailgaters i might be like nah i'm not so worried about it yeah you know what's their capacity 300 yeah yeah and and there's probably kind of a mutual understanding that like if there's a riot <laughs> like Tough shit. Tough shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. our fault. <laughs> yeah. But Otis would come in swinging and take everybody out. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> with his dragon pants. <laughs> yeah. So what, if we're talking on contracts here, then like, what do you feel are the nest? let's say I'm writing up a brand new contract. I know Pork T's contract right now is like four pages long or something like yeah, that. Yeah. It's an f- insane thing. But let's say you're just coming up with a basic contract. What are the must haves? That need to be in this contract.
1: Um the must must have is you shouldn't write it yourself. You should absolutely consult an attorney. Um, and the two people that I would recommend for that, either either my dad, his name's William Talbot, and we can you can probably link emails in the bio yeah, for this. I mean, right? is
0: he for hire kind of a
1: thing? Yeah. 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 And Brandon Clark. Brandon um, Clark. Especially Brandon Clark. No, really. Explain Brandon Clark because um, he's kind of a big deal, isn't Brandon it? Brandon Clark is probably the most well-known entertainment lawyer in iowa um he's played in bands himself for a lot of years i believe his dad owns a publishing company so he's always been really familiar with the industry um so he's he's really good too um and and obviously they're gonna charge and sometimes it yeah. hurts but y- you know have, having that in line and bulletproof is very important
2: yeah it, I- I I was I was just gonna say like I mean it's very easy to just slap onto a piece of paper and say we want this and we want that and or this is what's supposed to happen but uh, and yeah having a little bit of money up front with an attorney I imagine is way better than having a big old fine later on down the road.
1: Well, and it's it's almost worth it in itself, um, especially with like Brandon to just have a list of questions together because like if you're in any kind of a band that's making decent money all the time, you need to figure out. Your business plan, even if you it's your best friends and you never think you're going to fight about it, it needs to be on paper mm-hmm. because like, you know, w- what about when it comes to tax time? What if one of your guys gets audited? Like it's just, it's just really important to have your ducks in a row and and ask questions like, OK, do I need to start an LLC? Can I pay all these guys without giving them a W9? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it it gets complicated and and you need to sort it out and you need to do it early because you know, if all of a sudden your band starts to get really popular and you're not prepared, you're really in the weeds.
0: It's almost like you have to prepare. You have to pretend like you're going to be the biggest band in the entire world. Yeah, right off the bat. I mean, like mm-hmm. we all know the chances of that happening are nothing. But you know, copywriting your name and check. I, yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever heard this story, but um, there's a band in Iowa City when I was back in the scene there. Then they were called the Vita Blue, um, and they were like hardcore band, just fucking dope. Like. Biggest crowds in Iowa. They went on European tours. Like they were getting big. Fancy boys. Fancy boys. And one day, um, they got a call from a, a a company going, you know, you're going to have to. Or sorry, let's let's rewind this. The it always comes back to fish here, Corey. Yeah. Somebody in fish started a side project called the Vita Blue. At one point, and they they cut an album. They made the album, they made $30,000 worth of merchandise, and booked a tour, and then decided to check copyright. And this little old band in Iowa called the Vita Blue had the name copyrighted. And so they basically approached these guys and go, dudes, we're like 100 grand deep right now, we can't change our name, what is it going to take to get you guys to change your name? And so they took a, a money settlement from this other huge band to basically change their name. Wow! So funny enough, you know what they changed their band name to 10 grand because That's they got 10 awesome. grand. <laughs> but, but like, think about that. Like you, you got to think about copyrights. You got to, you might as well get an LLC started. Right. I mean,
1: yeah. I mean, it doesn't hurt anything and it doesn't cost anything really uh, aside from the initial paperwork filing fee. <clears throat> yeah. It, and it, it just, that way you're protected. Yeah. You know, you probably it, never it, need there's it, le, Well, there's less liability on the individual too. um it, It's just a good idea. It, it gets really complicated because you know there's so many different ways that you can approach like different bands too. You know, so like for for Town Crier, we really don't sign that many contracts. Um, you know, we have like especially when. Do you we, try
0: we, to push one though every time?
1: Not, not really. Not really. But I guess we don't play that much anymore. But, like, you know, most most of the shows that we have are pre-existing relationships. And, and again, there's that mutual understanding. But, you know, as far as, like, poor Tornadoes, when you go and play for 10,000 people, you really got to be careful. And I absolutely wouldn't play without a contract. And I guess one other thing that you need to keep in mind is that the contract doesn't always mean that you get everything in the contract. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> which is, you know... A conundrum in itself but oftentimes you have to sit there and be like if if the venue or your hire doesn't abide by the terms that you guys have set how do you resolve that like do you want to be the guy that's like all right we're going to court you yeah. know do you want that reputation yeah so there's there's a lot to weigh you know um <laughs>
0: What what are tell me some uh tell me some of the bigger issues you've run into with contracts and like and hirers and stuff
1: like that. Well there's a show coming up that uh I won't necessarily say what it is, but uh, AJ knows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the uh the purchaser for the pork tornadoes, um, I, I said, hey, we'll be all inclusive, we'll take care of everything. Um, we'll get your opener. We got stage, sound, lights, LED, video wall, everything. Um, and they came back to us. They hired a different opener. They hired a different production company. <laughs> and after was, signing the contract, after signing and sending the contract, so essentially, they hadn't even seen our technical writer because we were taking care of everything. So they didn't. They didn't even know what to bring. So they made a deal with a different production company who undercut. Our production company that we always use, and it was just it was such a mess because you you really have to weigh: do you want to pull out? Yeah, mm. and and if it's a big enough show, it's gonna hurt you. Can't you. Pull out, and, and yeah. really, it's gonna just hurt your band. Yeah, yeah. But at the, at the same time, like, why else do you have the contract? So it's really difficult. And, and you have to approach it case by case for sure
0: yeah. you really do yeah because then you have to gauge do you do you just not want to play the show because we had every right to say no we don't yep. want to play the show but then if it's some gigantic super huge awesome show mm. that you can't afford
1: to miss out on then you, it's just kind of like an oh well right yeah and and one valuable lesson that I've learned from that though is is it if, if it stinks right away you need to get out of it e- even if it's a huge opportunity if, if it doesn't smell right, it's not worth the effort. Right. It's not worth the work. Like y- you need to be careful. You need to protect yourself. You need to protect your friends. Well, is not that like like playing for
0: exposure and yep. battles of the bands and things like that? Yeah. Like w- winner gets fifty thousand dollars, but you gotta pay ten just to get in, and <laughs> yeah. you might not actually make the stage. Is like you're you're right. You almost. You have to look at every... It's like you can't just have a platform of this is how we decide what shows we're going to play and this is how much money we make, right? I mean, it's like every single show is totally different.
1: Yeah, and and a lot of people don't like to talk about how much they make, how they book shows, um, the best way to get shows. It's it's almost faux pas for people. It, do, you, do you think um, that's weird? It, I, I've always thought it's weird because um, when when I was young and in Town Cryer, I really didn't know what I was doing, but I happened to always be good at negotiating yeah. and and coming off on good terms with people. So like I kind of started taking it over. And um, we were on a record label with um, the Natas, Authentic yeah. Records, and I used them as much as I could, and they provided me a lot of great resources and knowledge. You know, not just because they were a record label, but you know, because I went and bothered yeah. them and asked a bunch of questions, and they were great about it. But I have asked or and sent emails when we were younger to you know big booking agents and stuff asking like hey you know what what do you guys charge how do i do this how do i do that you know even even simple questions and either got no response or like you know very off-putting responses Mm -hmm. so i don't know why people kind of guard that stuff it doesn't make any sense to me we got a ton of pushback when i was asking people there
0: was the one episode like the the pay episode that we did and i was just asking everybody to like in private submit what their band makes on like a minimum and a maximum. I wasn't going to divulge any names, but there were a lot of people going, oh, oh, we don't want everybody to make the same amount of money and that's not how this works. It's like, well, I know that's not how it works. You're never going to have every band make the same amount
2: of money. It's not a union. It's it's definitely not a union.
0: So that's why I've always said, like I've always felt if somebody would have come along in the position I'm in right now, but when I was younger and and would have been like, here, I'm offering details on some things for you. I mean... I think that's so, it's so helpful yeah, to a scene yeah. and to other musicians. I mean, like, would you ever, would you ever share like our contract with people? Uh, to, uh, absolutely. If I somebody would. came and asked yep. you and said, Hey, I wanted to see your yeah, contract.
1: And yeah, um, I do think that people still need to visit with an attorney though. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and, and I was this strongly encouraged that when I sent them there, because yeah. that may not cover everything that they need covered. We may True. not, we are not set up like a lot of bands are. Yeah. Um, and so... You know I'd I'd be glad absolutely glad to share it but I I would still encourage getting your business plan in a row if if you're playing a lot enough where you're making you know even even a couple thousand dollars a year enough where you have to file for taxes
0: yeah so how does that work with uh, with getting a 1099 if if a venue or someone pays you more than six hundred dollars in a
1: year I think the, I think that's what it is. Don't quote me on that, but that, th- I'm pretty sure that's right. So, and keep this
0: in mind because this has happened to me and Corey many a time, which is why we're finally an LLC. Is you know the responsible person of the band is generally the one who books the show, who then gets the check handed to them, made out to their name, who then all of a sudden gets a ten ninety nine at the end of the year and has to claim that. So you've got to you've got to work out a system in your band if it's not going to be an LLC. Do you are you taking turns getting checks made out to you? Uh, you know how are things oh. working like that? Yeah, yeah. okay. Because I I definitely for a long time filed. Uh, 1099s from captains in okaboji yep. I'd get $3,000 checks from them seven times a year. When, when after expenses, <laughs> you, you made maybe took 000. home $400 yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly, like, yeah. yeah. I technically only made $400, but they're showing that I made $20,000. Uh, well,
1: yeah. and, and sometimes those decisions are tougher to even make in original bands, and you might be able yeah. to chime in on this too, because like I remember when t- when Town Crier just started out way back in the day. I remember three hundred bucks was a killer, yeah. just a killer gig for you know right. sixty minutes of original music. Mm-hmm. Half the time you had to bring your own PA or right. or find a buddy Two that was nice bands. enough to do it for a hundred bucks. And right. then you you what we always did was we got paid like a very very small amount, but most went in the band account because you have to pay for your records somehow. Yep. And and really back when I was doing that, that's, that was almost all we could ask for. now mm-hmm. I mean, town crier is exceptionally blessed as an original band now because we had, we really got on the verge and got a really big following. So like now when we play, we get paid cover band money, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we all, you know, we, we also grinded for a really long time and can still draw. And you've
0: got an older crowd that doesn't care about paying $20, yep. $20 tickets yep, or something absolutely like not. that. You yeah, know, yeah, I mean,
1: yeah. and I mean, it's it's not like it used to be, but I mean when T C and Damon played it in Des when we sold it out, which is awesome. It's insane. Oh yeah. It was great. I mean I, I love original music and it is it is just so different yeah. trying to negotiate money for a original band though.
2: Yeah. I think I think negotiating like if you wanna understand how how up and down it can be, try to book a week long tour in in three different states you know a tri-state area and just get the responses that you do well cool you can come through we're gonna do a door you'll get a split and then it's like well cool do you have a contract we need your rider and then you have a third person it's like yeah we can't really guarantee anything but you can show up and play if you want to set up a pa it's like all those things and can you go to each one of those people and throw a contract at them and be like cool this is what we need Half the time, you're going to get laughed out the door. Um, excuse me, sir. This is a house show. Uh, we yeah. don't sign yeah. contracts. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We don't sign contracts. We don't do that. Why would we sign a contract? We're, like, basically illegal ourselves in this house. Like, yeah. we're, <laughs> So it's like, we're not signing anything. So, yeah, I mean it's just such an up and down, like roller coaster of an experience. Like, cause I mean, we, we did three tours with kidnap. Yeah. I mean, and I did the bulk of the booking for that stuff too, as well as uh, another guy from another band. And we were trying like, so it was always me and one other guy trying to book it and coordinate these dates together. And that was, that was kind of hell by itself. Yeah. And again, you're going to a place where people don't know you specifically, you know, so like especially. And money. so it's like, well, we don't know you. Why are we going to guarantee you this much yeah. money? and then i guess the idea is kind of front loading it be like well we're going to we're going to help pick bands we're we're already contacting bands if you have good bands in the area we'll get them flyers we'll get the materials for promotion so on and so forth and kind of giving them like a, a guarantee of your own yeah like uh, we're invested effort, in this yeah. you know yeah we're invested we want to just work with invested people yeah. so yeah I don't know. B- booking an original band tour is one of the most
1: difficult things mm-hmm. that I've ever done. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it is just grinding. Like you know, Chicago on a Tuesday night, nobody, <laughs> right. you have no yeah. leverage. You have There's zero nothing. leverage.
0: Like, well, we got a place for you to play.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's, that's all it. I can guarantee you. Yeah. That's so it? I mean, to even get a couple drinks and 150 mm-hmm. bucks is a gold
2: mine. Yeah, and that was what we found. Like some sometimes that was like a hub date for us because yeah. we did we we found out we were getting 200 bucks and we got to drink for free uh <laughs> oh like either free God. tall boys or free Bushlight <laughs> tap you know yeah. and like those were our hub dates man because we knew we would have plenty of, of gas for the next two shows yeah you know so yeah and and it's such a stark contrast being
1: in pork trainers now and uh, which i did the majority of booking for for a long time um yeah, you've watched, you've seen the band evolve more than anyone else has because yeah. Mason,
0: Mason's not involved in many of these things, so he doesn't no. understand.
1: <laughs> no, he doesn't want to deal
0: with that. He doesn't want to deal with that. <laughs> but you, you've been in the original bass player in the band, and you've watched this thing,
1: you know, from so your hard work basically, like continue to rise. You We've know? gone from making two hundred bucks to making. 12,000 plus. Right. I mean, that includes every show. We had to pay for production. We had to pay for production <laughs> yeah, right. and everything, but like, you know, or, or getting flown to California, yeah. New York, like, and actually getting paid after the flights and everything, which is like <laughs> kind of surreal. Yeah. Because we used to pay for 200 bucks a night. Yeah.
0: But, but you you can at least agree though as the money goes up the responsibilities go up And the uh, overhead the overhead, overhead goes up I mean, way we, up. we have a I can't
2: imagine right you now. <laughs> know so bringing
0: a let's say let's say our sound guy's not not running the sound rig he's just there to mix us you know we've got an overhead of probably fifteen hundred bucks like total yeah. with with a sound engineer with techs with gas with I and mean, we've got a thousand to fifteen hundred dollar overhead just before we even yep. start playing yeah. so.
1: And and we always try and treat our people the best we can too. So, mm-hmm. y- you know, there's a lot of people out there paying their, paying people like crap, and we I mean we just don't do that. And that you know that's one of the reasons we do charge a little more is because you know our our crews the best too, our sound guys the best. Like we we have good good people in the camp, and we want to take care of those people. Yeah. So how do
0: you deal with when you're booking? Do you know right away when? the person on the other end is like brand new or doesn't know what they're doing at all. (laughs) Yep. Uh, (laughs) What's the telltale sign that somebody has no clue what they're talking about? Well, you get,
1: there's like four kinds of emails you get. Uh, uh, Maybe there's like 10. We'll go into like Let's go into five of them. Let's pick five of them. <laughs> the most common one is the, hey, this is Jeff Jeffers. You want to play my street dance? How much for five and a half hours? <laughs> yeah, And I'm like... That's in that's the end of the email. Yeah. that email. It's one line. I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no band in the history of anything has played for five and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. This other band last year did. What's What's the band that doesn't take breaks?
0: Uh, I can't remember. But there was a band in <laughs> Okoboji that we heard that goes... We're the band that doesn't take breaks. And they played for like four hours without taking a break. And we're all sitting
1: there on the porch like how do you pee <laughs> yeah,
2: like, <laughs> catheters and like, yeah.
1: <laughs> you just don't drink anything. Right. Like, we always have lots of beers so like me especially I'm always like man Corey can't go more than about 60 minutes without having to pee uh, you gotta I give, me, you gotta give me 90, 75 90 credit give me
0: 90. <laughs> if he if he's careful if, if he pees two seconds before getting on stage he can make 90 I do
1: drink quite a bit though when we play <laughs> and you have a very small bladder <laughs> yeah yeah, it's my life. <laughs> All right, what's the second email? Um, the second type of email is like the extremely professional, like corporate event. Like, hey, this is Derek from uh, Farm Bureau, and uh, we got this event here. It's going to be at this facility. There's going to be this number of production people. provided. Here is, here is my vision. Um, Here's what I would like to see for production. This and that, and that's that's the PT's wheelhouse right there. So I always love those emails. Well, you know what you're talking um, about. The th- the third type is the uh, wedding email, which could go into many subcategories right there from want to play my wedding to uh, you get one from uh, bridal coordinator who's freaking amazing and way on top of it Um, you get get the (laughs) you get the weird ones that are like need pork tornadoes this date what price and usually that date is like next weekend right (laughs) yeah a lot of the times I found out too and I used to get really mad at these guys um, but I just found out that most of the time when you get that kind of email, it's somebody who's older and not good with technology. Right. Um, for example, um, am I going to name names here? Yeah, they're never. Well, you hit. can believe it So, up. OK, so there's there's uh, the dude who not Beep. runs the surf ballroom, <laughs> but uh, the guy who books a lot of shows for the surf ballroom. His name's Brad. And uh, I'd never talked to him in person, but like I always get these very short emails. So I thought he was really mean. And uh, I heard from the person who advanced it was, it was like, awesome. He's just like, I just, he's just not
2: good. He's email. not good at email. So you can't yeah. ever make assumptions over email either. Yeah, there's okay, no so. emoticon and email or type. It's, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, so emails are hard, man. It is.
1: Um, The fourth one, my on four, I you might be on. I four think so. No, the fourth is the philanthropy charity request, um, which we get, 20 yeah. to 30 a day yeah uh not literally but it's it, it does seem and like it, it includes
0: something like we're on a very tight budget hoping yes. for pro bono work kind of a thing yep,
1: yep and or it's it's in my dad's best friend's uncle's brother's yard <laughs> and i'm just like i mean it costs us 1500 bucks to move you know and pork, <laughs> and pork teas like it <laughs> just you to know. get out the door well and you know, quick sidebar. Like a, a way for bands who do get a heavy amount of that is um, to say, hey, hey, listen. You know, we get a lot of requests. We love doing that, and then just tell what you do do already. I just said do do, 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 do <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But like the couple the couple things that you do every year, just let them know that you are doing it. And I think they always take we, it better that way.
0: We implemented that a while back once we started getting so many requests. It's like you, you obviously want to help. Mm-hmm. Like you want to do charity things, but. There's only so many you can actually do, and so we implemented a law that we will only do, what, two a year, I think is kind of what we said, and generally speaking, those are always filled up, I mean, yeah. just because we're we're trying to do fun stuff, and but that is a good way to, because you definitely want to do charity events, but those are the ones that are the, like, I guarantee you're going to get a ton of exposure, all these people are really yeah. going to love you. Oh, yeah. You just got to be careful with those, because, I mean kind of like that meme i put up the other day it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. i've yet to get a gig from exposure that oh, i'm still man. waiting for it you I, know
1: i may catch some flack for this too but like sometimes those people expect the most mm-hmm. when you get there and you're playing for Cheap, if not free. Yeah. Uh, on the occasion, mm-hmm. not not saying every time, but there's there's been a significant number of shows that I've done for cheap or free, where their expectations are completely unreasonable. Yeah. And they lean on that cause very heavily and say, it's
2: for "Well, team. it's for the kids or, or something." Kids. Yeah. It's like it's like
0: or like the guy in taking Des advantage that, that at
2: that point. Yeah. Don't that, you know? It's
0: yeah. Yeah, and, and generally when people are asking you to discount right off the bat, sometimes that's a telltale sign of the like you're
1: never going to please this person uh, yeah. absolutely yeah um, and like, then oh sorry guys how, oh. Ru- how rude how oh. rude, sorry. How rude. <laughs> that's a uh, mute math for oh, yeah. all, for good all old y'all mute Apple. math perfect um, and then the fifth type is the completely unreasonable person who um, won't accept your quote ah. <laughs> like so they're like all right blah 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 this is my event i need we're we need it done for x amount of money and then i'm like okay well i can't do that thanks for your interest and they're like well why not and i'm like well sorry that's you know we we need a little more than that and they're like well how about this and they add like 500 bucks Are you talking like that guy that asked to play his wedding that one time? That's the perfect example. (laughs) But it turned out it was
0: a good thing we did not play that guy's wedding. Nope. So, side story, this guy did the same thing to Corey. He's like, I want you, I only got a thousand bucks. Like, well, that's not going to work because we need this. And then he, he would like go up like $200, be like, I'll give you $1,200. Like, bucks. we are like, dude, we're so far off, it's not gonna work. Then two months later. Two months later, what did he say? He goes, dude, my wife, my future wife will kill me if I don't have you. Like, she found out that I'm trying to nickel and dime you. <laughs> I need you. And he basically agreed to our price, but then like another month later was like, no, hold on a second. Um, like, no, no, hold on. Like, we're gonna, let's do half. Now, like half but then you'll play another gig Mo, I'll get you a hotel I'll get you a hotel but I'll only pay you <laughs> so we just we cut the cord at that point and then it turned out like a month after that we he came to one of our shows and was just bad mouthing the shit out of us on social media oh wow like him and all of his buddies oh, yeah we're like, I forgot about that we're like what mm. so like you know some, it like goes right back to Corey if you got a bad vibe about something yeah just get the fuck out. It's not worth it. Sometimes,
1: yeah. 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 I mean, no show, no matter how big it is. I don't care if it's opening for Coldplay. If if it's not going to suit your production team and your band well, just don't do it. Yeah. I, I mean, you can't you can't recover from a messed up, botched, gigantic yeah. show. We've, well, I mean, you might be able to, but it, it's going to hurt. We've talked about
0: this a lot. That one of the biggest decisions we've ever made as a band was we got we had come off of some success of like our first Uptown Friday nights and like momentum was rolling and we booked a show at Chrome Horse on Blair's Ferry okay. so like right as that was kind of newer mm-hmm. um, and we just I got this vibe, we were going to bring our own little Bose Tower sound system because we weren't getting paid that much and we're like it'll be fine, it'll be fine but we just had this vibe that it was going to be an insane show we're like there's going to be a lot of people here like what if we mess up that's our only shot, right? Mm-hmm. So we, ba- I think we were only making like a thousand bucks, and I think we paid, which was going to be like, hell yeah, we're going to make some money. But then we, I think we, we paid
1: seven, we paid like seven hundred
0: fifty bucks to get a good sound system put in place. Wow! And it was the best decision we ever made because that show was one in one out on chrome host blair's ferry in the middle of winter time and if we had brought our own little sound system yeah it would have been jank and people would have hated us And,
1: and you know one thing and i don't know how many venue people are listening to this that could really perpetuate the scene is is a bar i'm gonna use chrome for example not to pick on them but they could get a system oh yeah like them getting a system they could pay bands a little less because, and bands would be glad to take a little less for not dealing with a PA. Yep. And mm-hmm. if they had a big quality PA, yeah, that's good. And the consistency there. A house Assistancy, sounds engineer, you know, I mean that, that eliminates so many issues for bands. Yeah. And, and for club owners, you know, it, do
2: do any clubs in town even have PA? Right anymore? now, I don't know I don't if anyone so. actually has a PA in uh, place. Tailgaters you, hires in every time. Yeah, and yeah, I don't, CRL yep. Chrome. I mean, you, you can really end up picking up a PA for not that much either. Yeah. yeah, and and just
0: decent decent good quality equipment, you would make your money back pretty quick. Like so, as maybe this is just a rhetorical question. As a band, if if they said we'll give you five hundred, but you don't bring in a PA. Or we'll give you 700, but you have to bring in your own PA and your own sound guy. It's like, well, I all take 500, I all, take 500 all the yeah. time because yeah. that that's part of the beauty of like having our production team is like, I never, ever worry about anything, how it sounds ever. Yeah. And I worry about a lot of stuff, but I never worry about how good it sounds out there. Yeah. Well,
1: and we used eat, pork trainers used to cut a lot of corners mm-hmm. just, just so we could come home with a hundred bucks, 200 bucks a piece. Yeah. And, and really, it probably stifled our growth for a really long time mm-hmm. in the beginning. Um, I mean... We used to run two Bose L One model twos until we talked Mike into, which took like six months to document. I, talk him I into bought it. a
0: Bose Tower, and I'm not even a singer or a guitar player. I'm <laughs> yeah, like, okay, yeah. fine, whatever we're I can like, do.
1: We're like, you got to do one. You keep using ours; you owe us. If you want to be in the band <laughs> anymore, you better buy this $3,500 <laughs> Bose Tower that oh you'll never God. use. <laughs> Jesus, they're pretty sweet, though. What
0: do you, Corey? What do you think about um, if if somebody approaches you and says, "Hey, we want you for this bar. We want you for this venue. This festival." Do you um, generally, as a negotiation tactic, do you do you come in higher than you're willing to go, or do
1: you judge it on a case by case basis? Um, okay, so if I if I was booking for an original band, I would just go with whatever, whatever current markets kind of like, you know. What like, is what is a current market? God, maybe you would know way more than me. What what, what is an original
0: band going to take home
2: for for joining a a show with, with three bands and joining a show with three bands? I mean, if it's an actual show that's not booked a week ahead. Yeah. Um, take home is going to be seventy five to one fifty, seventy five to two hundred per band, kind per of per band, thing. and yeah. that depends. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's I'd say that's, kinda, that's a you, wide. Ber- it's but if yeah.
0: you're an original band, you're saying you just don't have as much negotiation power. Just come in, go. What are you paying? Mm-hmm. Does and, this sound right unless, to
1: us? Or not? Y- you know, unless you know you can pull, you know. If you're just starting as an original band, I'm yeah. sure. it's it's tough. Take what you that's can. the
2: thing. Like you talked about earlier, it's about the leverage that you have. Yeah. And you can negotiate that if you have the leverage. But if you don't and you're just going on to this bill that already has two to three other bands on it, that's what you're probably expecting at that point.
1: Yeah. And you just got to wear your decision. Like, yeah. So are the are the other bands going to bring enough people that we need to, were similar enough? To these bands, we can get other people out, get in front of them. Like, mm-hmm there's there's just so many so many things to consider in that equation but like the the one thing is like if you're an original band it's just tough it is it it, it is it's a grind it's, but like if you if you know that and accept that willingly like you fight the good fight yeah. just because you love to do Generally it absolutely. it's not about the money with exactly
0: music. exactly and that is one of the main differences of original and
1: covers yeah.
0: original is this is mine this is what I've put my heart and soul into. I want people to like it.
1: And you know? like, you know, you basically just want to pay for your records, yeah. pay for recording. That's totally what it is. You yeah. know, pay, pay for some beers and don't have to pay for your beers. It's
2: about yeah. everything is rat holed away into that, into that band fund, quote, yeah. end quote. And yeah. hopefully you're getting some drinks for the bar or discounted drinks. And yeah. like, yeah,
0: but it's the it experience. Is. Like when mm-hmm. I was in an original band, I didn't make a fucking dime, but, mm-hmm. uh, the experience and the, just the amazingness of writing music and, getting in the road and playing and recording albums like that's that was what that's what it did for me like that was all i needed and that's all i'll look back on you know is and and still even the same thing with cover bands like if i'm 30 years older and i'm like oh man the pork tees that was a good time i'm not going to think about the money we made i'm going to think about like the shows we played and the times we had
2: Oh yeah, I mean, you think about you think about what it afforded you to be able to do, yeah. not what it afforded you in a sense of money. Yeah, because you know? you're going to spend it exactly.
0: Whatever I make, I spend. Right.
2: In mean, no way
1: am I trying to sit here and say that original band shouldn't you know draw boundaries too. Just sure. like, just like just like any other band. Mm-hmm. Like you know, sometimes you got to know where to draw the line. and Say, hey, we really need to make 200 bucks. Mm-hmm. We, th- we think we can bring 100 people to your bar. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to make way more than I don't think drink that That's unreasonable. No. You know, yeah. that's I, not, that is absolutely not, yeah, reasonable. And, not unreasonable. And bars can do a lot that they don't do too. Mm-hmm. Um, Some people consider it tacky, but when Mace and I used to play at the OP on the hill in Cedar Falls, they did this great thing where they didn't charge cover or anything, but they would send the waitresses around a couple times a night to get tips for the band. Mm -hmm. And it was so awesome because, you know, it wasn't like we were asking for tips ourselves, but they knew they weren't paying us probably as much as we needed, but they were doing everything they can to try and get us a little extra. You know, they would throw us four drink tickets a piece or five drink tickets a piece Mm -hmm. and Try and collect some tips for us on top of that, because you know that was what they could afford too. Yeah, and We made that compromise, but they went above they have and the staff beyond to help to do get that. that done for yep. you. Yeah, and and we appreciated that a ton, dude. We've talked about, um, the, I don't know if it's fake. We talked about this
0: with Kale. It might just be some fake internet thing. Like everything's fake, right? Mm-hmm. Fake news. <laughs> but uh, the some bars have added a entertainment tip line the to credit tip cards. Line, yeah. So like your bar tabs twenty five bucks. There's a tip line for your server and then there's an entertainment tip line for your band. Like I don't know, I don't see like why that would be so hard to implement. I think it'd um, be awesome. Kale said something about, you know, well then your your there's taxation it, on that, which thinking. is fine. You you come to an understanding that whatever this total dollar amount is times 7%, we're going to take 7% out of this and you get the rest, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I feel like that's a that I guess maybe you have to report it what if a band makes Yeah. 700 bucks
1: and a tip line then you need to report it i'm sure there's some logistics but you know. it, honestly the i think the best thing that any bar could do to prom- promote music in general that's serious like you know chrome chrome again would be the perfect bar they should get a good pa yeah I mean, they just should and they'd save money from paying bands a little bit less you know and and have a solid pa that sounds good every time yeah. and then you know people might not like me for saying this but like a good good PA tab for every band in there is it would do wonders for that place mm-hmm. or or any place in general. Yeah, any place music. in general. And then, yeah. I
0: mean, Cedar is The advantage of not having the sound system is that we've developed some very great sound companies. That's in true. Town. There's some awesome dudes out there that have bought some great gear and that run good systems and make a business out of it. So it's like, you know not every venue if every venue gets a sound system that puts some people out of work a little well, bit but like
1: like casinos do too I mean they can just contract with the clubs yeah you know, totally that's true because a lot of sound guys will take the work if it's real. yeah yeah.
0: hey and imagine if, if you're paying a sound guy 200 bucks but instead you can pay him 100 bucks and he doesn't even have to bring his system he doesn't system. have to roll his gear in yeah, there I mean, you can know? Just, he can just help coil some cables and it's, run some knobs
2: yeah that's I mean that's the biggest that's the huge workload of a sound guy is having to bring it all in load it all out like that's the yeah. big part of it so yeah I mean I wonder if the same mentality yeah. of a band maybe making a little bit less maybe the same thing to a sound guy I don't know that's and, a question you know, for them yeah it's very you know?
1: again very case specific but uh-huh. man uh you'd get so much more bands coming through too, like good original bands that are like on the verge, you yep. know, they're, mm-hmm. they're just on the cusp. Like who, who's a perfect example of a band that's big that like still would need like to play that still would need to come through Chase like on Planet. a Tuesday. Yo, totally. Or lights plan. blue you Moose. Imagine? Yeah. Yeah. Like, lights on and a, blue Moose on a Wednesday.
0: Cedar Rapids doesn't have that mid tier venue for a band that, that could draw, 500 people on a Tuesday. Yeah. For a national act, you know, mm-hmm. like like a Woolies, like if we had a Woolies here, first of all I don't think it would work because Cedar Rapids is a very weird think, place and there's I, a lot it's, of nothing to ground. say.
1: You know, like aren't there a lot of metal fans here? There's a, there's a, there good is is a lot scene of metal fans. Here, yeah. There's a good but metal but scene. dude, we're talking about a
0: town that I mean, Corey, you're you're in Cedar Falls, you mm-hmm. know, and we play a lot in Des Moines. You're talking about a town that people will just lose their shit if they have to pay five bucks to get into and see some music. Hmm. They'll be like, this is ridiculous. Why would I ever pay $5? Yeah. So like, if you told me today, you go, I've got the most perfect venue in the entire world in Cedar Rapids. It's ready. You invest in this. Let's do this. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I wouldn't do it because I don't think Cedar Rapids people will support it. But hopefully what we're doing here mm-hmm. is continuing to get more people out to shows and stuff. Yeah. But I mean, Cedar Rapids is a weird place. We're talking about... We're talking. I was talking with Kurt Bridges about this. Cedar Rapids is one of the most negative places I've ever (laughs) been in my entire life. And I know, and I know that that's like unfair because like the world's a negative place. But, dude, for example, our friend Jerry in the Pork Tornadoes played with Piano Palooza, it's a dueling pianos band. Now, we're not talking you know, dueling piano, (laughs) like we're talking legit good singers, full band, drums, guitar, bass, two pianos playing actually good songs, mm-hmm. not just a happy birthday to you, you know, <laughs> and they played a free show at Lau Park in Marion. Absolutely free. Bring a lawn chair, bring a fucking cooler of beer, sit down, enjoy some music. And they had like, Five or six people just talking mad shit about how terrible the show was. And God. this is so ridiculous. And like Cedar House is a fucked up place, man. <laughs> I know I've had two dose in me, yeah, but know. I just had to let that out. Yeah, right? So sure.
1: <laughs> did they ask for their money back or what? Yeah. like, Well, hey, you know what?
0: Give them their money back so that they're they're happy, you know? So like, I just think it's kind of like this new Bo Evolve thing. Yeah. There are people out there that want this to fail. Yeah. For no other reason than just wanting negative things to happen in the world, mm-hmm. and like it's just a weird place, man. And I hope that like we can get around that. But just even the the mean tweet type stuff that we've seen yeah. over the last couple of years is just so funny to me that that people just go out of their way to just say bad things
1: about people, you know? Well, Props I, uh, to both you guys for perpetuating the scene and trying to change the culture, like, and whoever set up Nubo Evolve, I mean, that's awesome. Like, yeah. keep it coming. It's like, crazy,
0: dude. Maroon 5 is coming yeah. to Cedar Rapids. Yeah. Who cares if you don't like Maroon 5? That's
2: fucking awesome. Yeah. It, it is one of those things. I'm, I'm one of those fence riders yeah. on Newbo Evolve, yeah. and that's my honest opinion. Because sure. I do. I sit there and I think to myself, like, <laughs> Well, I don't want to go pay that much money for Kelly Clarkson and Maroon 5. Honestly, I, I really don't. I don't think I really want to do that. But then I'm like, but it's super fucking cool that those like massive acts are coming yeah. through. It is. It's a cool now, thing. Now, hold on. Time out.
0: Yes. How much money do you think you have to pay to go see Kelly Clarkson and Maroon 5? Uh, 100 bucks. Yeah. it's like, But people got so caught up in that $400 like, pass thing mm-hmm. where you got to see the, all the bands, but you got to see okay. all the speakers. Four hundred dollars, I can go Loud plus for four hundred dollars. It's like, yeah. yeah, but you could also just pay a hundred dollars to see Kelly Clarkson in Maroon Five on two mm-hmm. separate nights. You yeah. know, so like, I just bought eighty dollar tickets uh, each to Ray LaMontagne mm-hmm. to see just a solo acoustic guy play, and like, I'm just like, I like this guy, mm-hmm. I like good music, this is gonna be awesome, and I, yeah. I paid it. You know, like, yeah. so I concert tickets are so weird. You know, like you're gonna Paul McCartney
1: is like four hundred bucks, four hundred bucks yeah. for like, like nosebleeds. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, I, five that, bucks, 20 bucks like I'm in, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, you know, one thing that cities could do or, you know, like committees and, and what I could do to really help people get buy into stuff like that is uh, and it, it's not always possible, but bring in local openers. Totally. Yeah. Bring Bring in the biggest bands in the city. Yeah. You know? had they
0: had they potentially brought in some
2: local original acts to actually get on those kelly Cause, clarkson cause there's lineups your advocate and, man yeah. for for those people who like me yep. who gets to be that fence rider because i'm from that original scene who's yep. like well you should do this you know well i've tr- I've tried to do that myself and put on a festival with local yeah. acts and that's not an easy task it's insane, but the idea of having a, one of those big acts come through like that and then have local openers on it. I think that's the yeah. best of both worlds that you could, then you have real advocates working for but you. And
0: also in negative Cedar Rapids world, be like, well, why'd they pick that band? They should pick this band. <laughs> I well, can't believe a cover band's opening <laughs> up. For, yeah, the, yeah, the number,
1: number one, or I, I guess to play devil's advocate right away would be like, okay, so they are, Contracted with uh, a company that's like, well, you totally. can't have a local yep. opener. Well, you gotta get, five gets a say on but, who opens. But you got to get smart and work around it. Yeah. You just set up another stage right next to it. Yep. Right? There you go. You know, and that's yeah. what you do. And it could be a half an hour. Yeah, half an hour, and that would make all the difference mm-hmm. to a ton of people. I don't care what city you're in.
2: Yeah, it's true. Yeah, then you're not interrupting Maroon Five setup and their like whatever else they have going exactly. on, and Adam Levine's and they, walkway. And, and I know <laughs> yeah, they are. They are going to have some
0: stuff down at like the Nubo sta- uh, the mm-hmm. the Nubo Market stage. I know there's going to be a lot of stuff going on the whole weekend. So mm-hmm. that was my tangent. Sorry guys.
2: No, that's fine. I like your tangents, no, Mike. But, but
1: honestly, I mean, if, if you think about the night, uh Nationals play like what sixty, ninety minutes, ninety minutes tops. Yeah, tops. And their opener is usually 30 minutes. It's yeah. like, throw on, throw on 30 another 30 minute 30 band. At, yeah. Have it be your hometown heroes. Yeah. Yeah, just just some some cool band you like that's
0: my that's my coworker's son up there. Yeah. We're going to go down and check it out.
2: That's that's exactly who advocates for those right? bands to be to, co-worker's to become son. something bigger is yeah. It's oh, that's my co-worker's son. I don't <laughs> much
0: care for their music, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. But I
2: know him. I, but know, I don't him. know him.
0: Well, I don't really know him, but I know his dad. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Stepdad actually. Well, and then and you know, those people in that band will meet other people make connections yeah. yes. and yeah. it'll further them too. Yeah. You know, especially because generally, generally the people that are working on the music scene are always really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean the Except A&R guys Wayne from Shepard. the big labels may not be and Kenny Wayne Shepherd sucks. <laughs> apparently. Except for him.
0: <laughs> I, when I played, I played uh, in, I opened up for Kenny Wayne Shepherd with Josh Meisner band. Okay. And Cedar Rapids, like seven years ago. And we got off stage And stood back there and, like, talked to the roadies a little bit. We're like, oh, they're like, hey, good show, boys. They're like, great. Some lady comes off a bus... A tour bus going, ah, ha, ha, yeah, okay, a great show, everybody, all right, cool. Anyway, Kenny Wayne will not be stepping off this bus until this entire area is clear of people. So let's go. Come on, chop, 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 chop. Do not
1: look Kenny, don't look Kenny Wayne. In the in the Shepherd in the eye. In the eye.
0: Like, unbelievable,
1: you know? Well, I
3: mean,
0: <laughs> yeah. He doesn't even sing. He's a just a guitar impression. player, man. Hey, Thanks, man.
1: You should start a Kenny Wayne cover band. You I will. And we're going to get Mike to drum for me.
3: <laughs> if you
0: don't sing, you can't name the band after that that's, that's my opinion. Yeah. yeah.
1: I guess Van Halen, right? Yeah, that's different. Yeah. They're no, brothers, that's... though. Bros. Like Pantera could have been called Abbott, and yeah. that would have been fine. right? Yeah, yeah, that would have been fine.
2: Cool name, though. RIP. Yeah, RIP. The Bros. The Boys. Yeah, both of them.
0: All <laughs> right, I'm going to go on one more tangent with you here. Do it. How do you, Corey? How do you recommend getting into new venues, events, festivals? How do you like start a conversation with something that you know you want to be a part of? that already exists, but like you just don't know how to get into it.
1: Um, be a year in advance. That's if not more huge. Right? Okay. Absolutely. Um, have a very strong electronic press kit. Um, it can just be a PDF file. Um, could be a website, but it's, I've always found it easier when you can attach a PDF to an email. That way they don't have to click a link. They don't have to go anywhere. It's right mm-hmm.
2: there. Can, can I do real quick here as an interruption, like a quick bullet list of what's in your EPK?
1: Um, So, like, the cover page is usually some bunch of fancy photos, cool logo, Mm -hmm. trying to make us look as cool as possible. Um, Second page is, like, a bio. Mm -hmm. Um, Show stats and articles are great. Okay. Um, But, like, links to YouTube videos in there. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, technical writer, if you have one. uh, Power requirements. All that kind of stuff. Just all-inclusive Make yourself look cool. Have links to your songs. Have links to your videos. Have articles in there, and your contact information. It, it can be three pages. Sure, but if they can look at it, like through the email right away, and not have to go to Facebook or anything, and. Try That's and true. navigate Perfect. the complexities of what they're doing with Facebook that current day. I'm glad you how said your that. Band's page I don't looks. think your
0: link, any sort of external link on anything, should ever go to Facebook.
1: Yeah. yeah. Or, or if it does, it should be very low in the tier of links, you know? Sure. Especially with all the smashing Ugh. of content they've been yes. doing. That's yes. been really hard on bands. And yeah. I'm surprised there hasn't been more advocates about that um, from, when I say mid level bands, I don't even mean like poor tornadoes. I mean like, grizzly bear and mute math and like nationals that are popular but still you know Mm -hmm. have to work all the time yeah yeah you know so
0: it's a tear like we we fell completely into the facebook world of this is how we get our stuff out there and everybody went all in on it and now all of a sudden it's really hard to get out there. I spend yeah. at least 20 bucks on every post we make on Facebook. Wow. At least 20 bucks. Wow.
1: And it's still not as good as it used to and be it's for still, free. Yeah.
0: We spent we had one of our top performing posts, I think I've said this before. It was like the most amazing, it was like the mean tweets yes. video, which is super high. We got like a 10 out of 10 rating on quality of our post and how much people were engaging with it. I spent 50 bucks and we still didn't hit all of our fans. Ugh. Out of fourteen thousand fans, we hit like nine thousand fans.
1: Well and <laughs> what? And I, I found and granted I'm no Kale Henderson, two hundred likes for a <laughs> picture of the sunset. But, but uh, like I don't get any likes no, anymore on when I share. You the you feel band like it's a political stuff. thing? Yeah, you're getting blackmailed a little bit. It's like we're conservative media, Fox News, and they don't like us.
0: Yeah, it, like I have noticed that, Corey. Like I'll, we we'll, me and Corey will both share the same thing from the band, mm-hmm. and I'll get a bunch of hits on mine, and he'll get nothing. Or I'll
1: change my profile picture and get 150 likes <laughs> yeah but like a share of something that you find is very important gets nothing facebook doesn't find it facebook
0: enough i don't that's, like it. it's not facebook enough it's for me. not Facebook and, enough. For and, me.
1: and i've always wondered since we're administrators do they penalize us for being administrators sharing their own our potentially own content like, they probably I've do that.
2: i've wondered that before too that is true
0: what do you um, what do you um how do you stay in control when you're negotiating with people man you know like when you get that person that's gone no, 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 no we're gonna do
1: this like is that a gauge on how much you really want this show? It's it's tough because it's a gigantic spectrum. Yeah. When you have nothing to play ball with, you really have no wiggle room. Yeah. Um beside okay, but when you do though, um, say say you make a deal, you're not super happy with the deal, you're still as polite and respectful 100%. as possible. If they give you unlimited drinks, you make sure none of your guys take too much advantage yeah. of that. You make sure and say please. You make sure and say thank you. You say hi. You meet everybody. You play the Jerry game where you're like, what's your name? Oh. And you learn everybody's name and you genuinely get to know that person. and Because they're usually pretty yeah. awesome people. So like make friends with the people so that's that been a they'll huge, vouch for you.
0: That's been a huge thing for us because – We've talked about this on previous episodes that if you go, if you finally, this can go back to the last question of how to get into a new yep. event or venue. But Sorry, if, I
2: cut that off. No, no, you're fine.
0: On. When you finally get into that, like even if it's just a, hey, you got a 10 minute set to open this festival, your foot is now in the door and mm-hmm. now it's what you make of it. So like you put on the best possible set you can. You make the staff, you make everyone there fall in love with you because mm-hmm. they will be your biggest advocates. so like I've told the story many times about how we went to captains, and we heard they were not even going to invite us back because they were looking at like bar sales going,, Ugh. but it was like the shitty night of the year. Nobody was even in town, but the staff goes, "If you don't hire this band back, I quit, kind of a thing yeah, you know, yeah. like. So you, you've got to show up and just be the nicest boys known to man. Well, and, that, and
1: that's how we made some of our best friends too. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're trying to get into new markets and whatnot and you genuinely make friends with those people, yeah. you end up playing their weddings yeah. and cutting them slack later down the road yeah. and stuff like that. Or, or with an original band, you know, um, you, you just, you, you make some concessions early on, but like know when you're worth your salt too. And respectfully know when to draw the line. Yeah. Like just, just the other day, for example, um, well, this was an original band example, but we uh, we were playing on the 4th of July and in, in Independence, and it was storming. And so anybody who's familiar with PTs knows that our setup is not simple. It is gigantic, computer-laden magic spaceships. <laughs> and, I mean, like, uh, we had Trevor with us, who plays in the Half Loves, yeah. and he has, like, four analog synthesizers, and we our rigs run with MIDI and it it's just super complicated. And the storm was coming and we were told we had a covered stage and we didn't have a covered stage. Yeah. And it it just There comes an awkward conversation right there when it's like, all right, well we're paying you a ton of money, but uh we know it's gonna rain. You're gonna tarp your stuff and you know Party sits there and goes, Yeah, I guess I'll tarp up my 2000 thousand dollar pedal board (laughs) and hope to god and just one drop of water doesn't short the entire thing out but like you know it needs to be a conversation you need to have it right away and you need to be respectful about it you need to not get shaky and nervous you Mm -hmm. like you need to be like look here's what we think here's what i know you want but you need to be (laughs) reasonable so you know when to draw the line yeah and like we got that worked out and everything they were they ended up being pretty great but just know knowing what you're worth to is really important, whether it's original or cover band, mm-hmm. knowing to draw the line and just do it respectfully. Don't get heated about anything. And that's that's a lot of people's number one mistakes. They get pissed or they let it boil up because they're playing uh um Dave's corner tap room <laughs> for a hundred <laughs> bucks every other weekend. They're the house band and all of a sudden they're packing the place and they're still making a hundred bucks. And then one night Travis, the lead singer of your house band, gets super drunk and finally confronts Dave's like, Dave, we're making you rich. You're only paying us a hundred bucks. Well, Travis probably should have had that conversation with Dave way earlier. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not, not that we've not that Dave is right. You collecting collecting is Dave off the backs of Travis, but you know. Is Dave Corey and Travis's <laughs> Mason? Because this happened at the hub
0: when we used to make $0 <laughs> yeah. to back that place. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I got. I had one more question online. I hit most of them, but uh, J, good, old, good old JJ Lunsford, our pal there, he asked, um, "How do you uh, deal in contracts with like short-term cancellations from like venues? Like, what kind of verbiage do you try to put in there to prevent someone from canceling shows on you after it's already been agreed upon?"
1: I've seen a lot of approaches for this. Um, my favorite is the percentage closer to the date deal, right? Um, and ours, honestly, is very one-sided. Like if we cancel the day before we get to keep the deposit and we're not liable for anything, um, in pork tornadoes, but that, I mean, that's because we, we can make certain demands there. If, if I was just starting and, you know, didn't have a ton of wiggle room, I might not necessarily do that. No. But for, for any, any mid-level band, I would say the best thing that I've seen, or I thought that I've seen that nobody's ever thrown a fit about is like. You have a six month window. Um, if the if, um, purchaser cancels six months out, you get 25%, uh, four months, 50%, two months, 75%, and then within less a than certain, that, 100%. Yeah. I mean, it's just written into the contract like that. Um, I mean, that's not right for everybody, but um, the verbiage, I don't necessarily want to get in the verbiage um, just because that's not my yeah. wheelhouse, like right. legal jargon. But you need to have something in there that something involves in there. acts of God, family emergencies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um,
0: where you're talking vice versa, like you know, the, yeah. the the band is also able to cancel
1: if they need to be as well. You know, because yeah. there are things that happen. Well, yeah. and I, I can read ours real quick. Our um, says. If the event purchaser canceled the performance earlier than 16 weeks before the performance date at Clause 2b well that's not gonna help anybody out actually <laughs> but if any, if anybody wants to see this contract to just get get with Mike well and that, and that makes a lot of
0: sense too I mean I can tell you even from experience I know up like Uptown Friday nights has something kind of similar to that but it's a little bit more in their favor it's uh you know if the show's canceled the day before you get zero dollars. If the show's canceled before noon, you get twenty five percent. If it's canceled before four o'clock, you get fifty percent. And if it's canceled after six, then you get the whole amount.
1: You know, I mean, there are a lot of ways to run that thing. And, and honestly, probably the best thing to do is just to make sure you have a good conversation about it, especially if you're not contracting all the time. Like, ha- have it nice and early. Um, what I what I think's fair is that, like if. If there's a huge, if it's an outside festival gig, and you know it's not going to be a covered stage, and you know it's going to be an issue, like just take take the purchaser's like wrecked festival into consideration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like especially if they don't have a rain location. Well, and a they,
0: lot of those festivals will purchase an insurance though, right? Like a rain yep. insurance. Yeah. But we found out from what was that Ankeny that there's a an actual amount of rain that needs to be gauged. Yes to f- have fallen to, yep. in order to kick in that insurance. And it's like That's half an inch so, or something like that. That's so a lot. Even, yeah.
1: even though we, ha- like in PTs, we have a pretty ironclad contract about rain and cancellation and stuff. Like um we were trying to get a new market. What was that gig? um What was that called? Minnesota maybe, or no, Madison? it was in uh, Illinois. Somewhere. Oh like, yeah. The Summerland, S- Summerland jam yeah. or something like that. You know, uh, they technically canceled Yeah. way too close to the date but like we just cut them some slack because it was, it was a new market for us yeah right? and we didn't want to be the guys who jacked them for a lot of money totally when something wasn't their fault um you know i do think it needs to be fair like if they if they hold you you, you what the main goal is let me restart this me restart the main goal Three, is to what like if your show <laughs> is at five o'clock p.m they need to call it by noon if they're going to call it. Yeah. Because the worst thing you can do is when there's no cover, you have all your stuff sitting up yeah. there and they're expecting you to tarp it. Yeah. Like you either call it or you don't call it and be on the same page about that. Cause, yeah. Because if that conversation is done already, no, like, no stress. Sorry. But if you haven't had that conversation, And you forgot your tarps and you're scrambling to carry your (laughs) bow system inside Mickey's. Oh, God, I remember that. And dumping water outside of it when you're dirt poor and 22 years old (laughs) in college, like that could be the worst day of your life. So I, I just think having that conversation right away or just seeing if there's an option to get you covered. I mean, geez, even even a. Those pop up tents, yeah, yeah. something.
0: Pull those down. Something can help. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: You got to plan for it, right? Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Just like anything, that's a nice segue to the end here. You know, we've reached the end. It's just fucking plan for every possible yeah. bad thing to happen because it's gonna.
1: Yeah, I. I mean, and we didn't get too into the weeds in, in booking, but just it, it. It's tough if you have questions. Like, reach out to people, talk to people, yeah. make make connections. Don't be afraid to. Ask questions like, "Hey, I'm having trouble getting into this venue." You know, shoot your press kit to some people. We've talked about this before. Yeah,
0: find a band that you that you think is is above you. You know, like they're they're doing the same thing you're doing, but maybe they've been doing it for
3: they've
0: been doing it for longer, Mm -hmm. and they seem to be having some success. Reach out to them. Like, go, hey, do you mind like chatting with me about this and that? And how'd you get into that? And like most most cool bands will
1: be like yeah dude this is what we did like you should try this and they'll wish that that person would have been there for them honestly that's yeah. why I started this podcast Corey. Yeah. I, wish, yeah. I wish
2: people would have spread some knowledge on the scene you know but that's why Wolfpack Productions is a thing man Yeah, you know how many we've spent thousands of dollars and gotten zero yeah. return on stuff before and we would like to not do that to people yeah, yeah. right yeah not well, have people go through that <clears throat> I think it's a nice. Again,
0: it could always go on for two more hours, but I think this was a nice episode. We appreciate the old Corey Talbot boy. Yeah, oh, no problem, boy. We gotta so go dinner now and talk business. I, I
1: appreciate what you guys are doing. Uh, it's it's so cool to perpetuate a scene in, in Cedar Rapids. Like it's it's really cool to see how involved people are. It's it's a great thing. So thank you guys for your hard work. Well, we're gonna nice, try. Man. We're gonna
0: try adding something to the pot at the end of the podcast episode. We're gonna try to highlight a local show or cool thing coming up. Mm. Um, Ian Draves of Soul Sherpa is doing. I don't know. He just announced his corridor record project, um, yeah, and that's yeah. coming up here, where he's got like uh, ten different local original artists that are basically going to collaborate with Soul Sherpa and rework, like, original songs into show, Soul Sherpa funky tunes. Oh, it's wow. at the Angler Theater in Iowa City. It's awesome. you got to go to Ian Draves' Facebook page or Soul Sherpa's Facebook page to check out details on that. But, yeah, I mean, that, those are important events because when you get original music on a bigger stage in Iowa, if it's successful, it will only continue to be more successful. So, I mean, you guys got to make sure to get out and support that one for sure.
2: Yeah, man. Yeah, more details sure. to come. Oh, yeah.
0: But yeah, I think that's about it, huh? Thanks, cool. Core. Oh, wow. Thanks, Age. Oh, Thank wow. Thank you.
2: Age, can I call you Age? You can call me Does anyone Age. Anyone ever calls you Age? You can call me Al. Oh. that's fine. <laughs> that's I pretty, like that song. pretty <laughs> epic. Age. Age. A-J-E. Age. <laughs> age. <laughs> age. <laughs> age.
0: <laughs> age. <laughs> All right, that's it. All right. Call it. Hit We're the button. Right you now. now. Goodbye. She
3: said,